Okay, all right. Welcome to the second episode of Tea Time with Olay. Nia, unmute yourself. Today, my co-host is my best friend, Nia. Nia is an employment lawyer. Um, She's excellent, very intelligent, but she's not here to be intelligent tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's here to talk mess and to cut up with y'all. I would... I would give y'all her socials. I would give y'all her Twitter for y'all to follow her. But Nia, tell the people why you don't have a Twitter handle for me to give them. Um, unfortunately, I was banned from Twitter <laughs> for saying, you know, it would be restorative justice if Meg the Stallion got to shoot Tory Lanez in his feet. <laughs> and apparently, Twitter enforcement did not appreciate that. So here I am, Twitterless. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that, that is the reason y'all cannot follow her because she doesn't know how to act. That is that is her truth. Um so that that brings us actually a good place to start, Nia. Tori, Tori and Meg. I mean, I just first want to start by saying to Twitter, like, you know, we want to talk about like re- rehabilitation and you know rehabilitation through reconciliation and all i'm saying is if you shoot me there will be no reconciliation unless i get my lick back and so (laughs) i just feel as though you can pimp whatever notions of like an eye for an eye make the whole world blind blah 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 but if you want to avoid jail time let me get my lick back and we're good you don't have to go to jail So, like, that's where I want to start. Listen. Listen. Honestly, that's his... The craziest part is, right, all jokes aside, that would have been a better approach. That would have been a better route for him to take from the very jump. If he had shut the fuck up, if he had shut the fuck up, this would have been an entirely different situation. Like, he is the epitome of, like, cut off your nose to spite your face, talk yourself into a fucking bind. Like Exactly. Like, Meg gave him every opportunity to avoid the legal system. Like, she changed her statement to protect him. She wasn't cooperating with the police. And it's just very unfortunate that you go out with someone who is your intimate friend, you're at a party, you're having a good time, and it ends with them shooting you and then going on a campaign to get the masses to gaslight you, right. credit you and disrespect you. And then you're still trying to protect them. And then you have to take them to court. Like, right. to get any sort of uh, retribution. And it's, and it's crazy on so many levels because Tori didn't need to do it. And I, and I will always be under the impression, like, Clearly, your publicist, your, like your label publicist, or where, whoever consults with your little your 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 white man's publicist has not consulted with your lawyer and are a reasonable understanding. Because the unfortunate reality is this: Tori, she was never going to cooperate or be bothered with a criminal case, right? Tori's, Tori, she didn't get upset. She didn't feel the need to say anything, and so Tori's publicist, his people start leaking stories, you know, trying to absolve him, and that is what you know upsets this woman, right? But the thing about doing that is they did that because you figure, okay, you think, oh, it's being speculated that he shot her and that's going to harm him so much in his, his music career. But the fucked up crazy part about it is it wouldn't have. Like, that's the craziest part about it. And that's the shittiest part, right? Like, the Black community is unfortunately very, very, very forgiving about when it comes to shit like this, abusive Black women. Like, yeah, he was going to be fine. But they went and did that. And that is what caused all of this. And that doesn't help him. I understand. Listen, 
what someone does legally in court to defend themselves, they have to plead not guilty. I'm not somebody, I'm not someone reasonable. This isn't like a, a, a sitcom, a CW show. And I'm like, oh my God, he should have taken full accountability and admitted he did it. No fucking way. He should not have fucking, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, no, I understand you have a fucking criminal cases. You have charges to be what you do in court is different. But right. going on a public fucking smear campaign, that doesn't, here's the problem. That doesn't help him. Like, it's no. not just that I don't like it. It's not that you've just antagonized this woman. It's not that just that it's fucked up. It's that it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. In fact, it harmed him. It actively fucking harmed him. Like, any lawyer, like, if your publicist had sat down and called a lawyer, I bet they would have said, don't do that shit. Right. Like, like, yeah, don't, this person that you shot, don't go on a public um, tour saying how much they're a, a liar and how they can't be trusted. And of course you wouldn't shoot them and then get all of her colleagues a lot of her colleagues in her in the music industry to you know champion the fact that she's a liar and that she can't be trusted and right. recently a few um male artists have been apologizing i think like um recently 50 cent just made a public yeah. apology saying like oh you know i thought meg was lying because she said she didn't have a sexual relationship with tori but like at the end of the day if you don't want anyone to know about your sexual history, that's your business. And whether or not you sleep with a person or not doesn't give them the right to shoot you um, oh, under any circumstance. And, you know, just the fact that she had, you know, the courage to, you know, say this is what happened to me. We should believe believe her, right? At least give her the benefit of the doubt instead of you, this is none of your business, you going on on there having an opinion about, Listen, about it. Listen, bending over backwards, doing fucking nimble gymnastics to believe nonsense conspiracies. And also, let me just say this. I don't appreciate the way we flip things around with gendered stuff. If if a man is if a man is so embarrassed of having slept with a woman that he don't claim her, that would somehow become an insult about that woman's worth, right? Everybody, right. he a big joke. And somehow the fact that a woman does not want to fucking claim you becomes about her. Yes, no, she doesn't want to claim him. Like, y'all be fucking real. Like, be a part of the real world. Like, yes, people mess with people all the time. That they, is not their greatest reflection. Is not this, like, honestly, off the strength of... I'm sure it's not even like an inherent inability to want to claim him. She used to be friends with him publicly, kicking it with him. It's not even that. But you might begin to feel differently about a nigga you fuck if he shot you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, I'm not. Like, like, have you ever started disliking a man? Like, you ever been you ever been fucking with somebody and thought they were attractive or liked them or was dealing with them and they do something terrible to you and you literally start to hate that person? Like, it's embarrassing. Like, ugh, you cringe. It's gross, the thought of touching them. Yeah, imagine if a nigga looked like Tory Lanez and he shot you. Right. I'm never claiming him. Are you fucking serious? I'm glad <laughs> like, that nigga. They could show me on tape. I don't give a fuck. Y'all could have showed me in open court, publicized it to the world, a video of me fucking him out and said, not me. I don't I don't even know him, actually. I've never seen Tory Lanez. I was introduced to him the moment he shot me. What are you talking about? Fuck right. you talking about? Why? I mean, she didn't admit she fucked him. Why should she? Why would she? Look at him. Right. I mean, and like, you know, this whole situation, I just feel is very unfortunate because... These are not like the facts of or circumstances where um, any sort of jail sentence is going to change or rehabilitate this man at all. Like under no circumstance do I want anyone to go to jail. I do not believe in incarceration or, you know, that it, it does anything for the public good. But I did feel like relieved yeah. when when Tori got that guilty verdict, like, I felt very relieved I for Meg, song. like, you know, I was just like, even though, like, it's unfortunate that Tori may go to jail, 
But he did learn a very valuable lesson that like black women are the black man's biggest advocate. Okay. We are powerful. We are, you know, we can get things done for you. But if you take that for granted, like that power will go to use to defending ourselves. And that's what we see here. Like Megan championed herself against all odds. And I just, I literally, I felt relieved when, when the, when the jury came back with a guilty. I was very relieved because they, they had made it clear that they were going to torture her and women in general, any woman that's experienced anything like it and will experience anything like it. If, if he was acquitted and and here's my thing, I was never somebody, my initial position is like, it's not like, Oh my God, Tory Lanez abused a woman. So he's automatically the worst nigga alive. There's nothing good that could ever come of him. Throw him under the fucking jail. He's exceptionally evil. No, Tory Lanez is clearly, um, is clearly a problem. Like he's clearly has issues. Like if you right. go, you know, watch, go read about Tory Lanez, he has had similar issues being his, his, he has domestic violence issues. He has all kinds of issues. He clearly has problems of his own that he needs to, to work out. And I, and I'm sympathetic exactly. to that. And I recognize yeah. that people, it's not just, Oh, only bad people do bad things. And people can have like issues that are like the issue itself is not inherently this terrible thing, but it leads to different stuff. And clearly he's a hot tempered, you know, drunk egomaniac and all these different things. And that led him to doing something fucked up. It's not the inherent act that I hate that I have a problem with. It's the wickedness in, in gaslighting that woman and torturing her and putting her through that or whatever knowing you did that job for years. That is the problem that I have. But I always was of the mindset that like this is unfortunate because the law, the criminal system is not a place for truth. The criminal system, justice, none of that shit, that's not what the criminal system is there to do. Like how court trials, things work out of everything to do with who's on the jury, who's the lawyer, what they know, what they could get in, what the judge think, yada, 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 where you're at. Like it has nothing to do with some inherent, you know, honest metric of determining anything. And more, more, more often than not, it's like, I don't want, I don't want to see any black man go to jail or go have criminal conviction or face deportation or any of the things, the collateral consequences that Tory Lanez would be facing. And I also recognize that there's nothing that could happen in the criminal system that will change what happened to Meg or make her whole or anything. In fact, this entire process has led to far more, you know, pain and suffering for her emotionally, I am sure. But they, the, the, the agents of misogyny, all the niggas that decided, oh, Tory Lanez is my king now simply because he abused the woman. I hate this woman. Vitriol, vitriol. Like, oh, the truth is gonna, because common sense, because socially, common sense could have never supported anything other than he fucking shot her. So they decided to create this metric of, ooh, this big golden trial is going to tell the truth and all it is. And so they made it like, okay, if he is acquitted, we are going to act a fool. And that right there, like, as someone who has experienced domestic violence and has experienced what it's like to have everybody make you out to be the villain, even after you go out of your way to help somebody and cover up for somebody and yada, yada, yada. I was like, that shit will, that, that is a, that is a soul crushing emotional level of pain. And for a young girl who like people forget recently lost a mother, lost a mother, don't have a daddy, lost a grammy, has nobody. Right. Like, Just out here supporting herself. Like. Right. Right, bro. And then when you deal with, he fucking shoots you. That's crazy. That's insanity. That's right. And then your your alleged best friend turns her back on you. Oh, I beat that bitch up. Let's talk about that. Oh, also Rebecca. (laughs) Like, oh, we got to beat that bitch up. Rebecca's up. Rebecca's here. Rebecca is joining me in here. Y'all remember Rebecca from last episode? Um, yes, I would, Rebecca, please feel free to jump in the moment I, I lead us with the appropriate introduction. That is, I would beat the fucking brakes off. Oh my, Absolutely. they would still be taking my foot out her ass. They would need the jaws of life to save that bitch. Are you fucking see- Yo, I wish your motherfucker, 
Are you cr- that shit right there? To me, that's the wildest level betrayal, sickest part of it. And it'd be crazy to me people trying to perpetrate it and put it on Meg. Like, oh, she fucking. Are you fucking serious? Right. Like, I mean, and then for her to be sitting on like the key piece of evidence, which is this voicemail, in which it's clear that Tori is apologizing for shooting Meg for her to be sitting on that and then to say oh you know I don't know what happened it all happened very fast like girl be for real your your best friend that you claim to be best friends with for years got shot in front of you and instead of supporting her like a real friend would and should you basically testified against her and you helped the um defense to you know bolster up Tori's position and now you look stupid like I you know I would have to do witchcraft I would have to do witchcraft no honestly like at, at, at some point at some point I <laughs> no I'm, like there's no listen to me I'm cursing you and all of your fucking descendants are you fucking serious like yo I'd wake up at the fucking top of the morning every day doing spells bitch like I would have incense manifestations like oh are right, you serious all, all my prayers directed specifically God give her what she deserves like <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Like, like, I your daughter protect me okay god, god god if you are real like i know you are smite this bitch right now <laughs> are you fucking serious like what like what an evil stinking bitch and people had the nerve to be saying shit like rebecca please please jump in uh, people had the nerve to be saying shit like I had this conversation with my friend. He was like, "Well, she liked Tori first, and she knew." I was like, "What the fuck?" Are right? You like, what oh, the just fuck? because just because I swooped in and maybe you know messed around with the man that you had a crush on, and you probably were never gonna have any sort of relationship with. It's okay that he shot me. And oh, go on. First of all, first of all, grow up, grown bitch. Grow up, grow up. <laughs> Like, what episode? <laughs> you wouldn't even have, like, let's keep it G fucking real. In real life, you would never have access to this nigga at all. There's no world in which you would even know this nigga. You happen to just be my friend, so I put you in the vicinity to be able to look at the niggas that are my niggas. This is exactly. my pool. You wouldn't even Actually, be in this world if it wasn't for Meg's relationships with these people. It, it, Exactly. So, what you mean? Only you liking you, that people are right. Like we tell. barely even heard of this woman until we learned that she betrayed Megan. Right. Like, and the top tear of the bitch made this that I also found out um, from the trial is that uh, the, this is what the fight starts about. This nigga Tory. Let me tell you this right here. Who this man Tory was wanted Mag to tell Kelsey that they would like oh tell tell her that we that we that we that we messing around like and she Maggie's like no that's my friend she have a crush on you why you upset my friend and that's what and I'm like yo and that that's why the, she had to get shot that's the cha- listen to me that's the chattiest patty Kathy <laughs> what the what listen to me I wouldn't claim him like I'm like are you serious I would not claim it was four eleven though listen. Like- normalized gaslighting men you are embarrassed by. No, honestly, I just, I determined this. I used to have a nightmare. My world's worst nightmare used to be like long, 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 long before I ever any had any media career of any kind. My worst nightmare used to be that I would walk out onto a stage and all the men I fucked would be on the stage. Like, <laughs> like, like, a, like, like on Ellen, like in an interview, like, well, that's fucking crazy. And then I realized, Rebecca, you're here. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh my God. I've been talking for like three hours just chiming in like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please jump in, Rebecca. 
No. Okay. So you guys said a lot and I absolutely love, um, you know, I love how you guys are speaking about it, especially from a legal point of view. Um, but Tory Lanez got what he deserved. Like, nigga, you shot. <laughs> you, shot. <laughs> you shot the bitch you was fucking with over allegedly. Um, her telling you that your shit, your, like your music wasn't good. You guys got into an argument and you bitched up and you got so upset. You started trying to throw everything at her talking about you fucking her friend, all this other stuff, and you shot her. And she still tried to protect you because that's what we do sometimes. Before. We do that sometimes. In the instance, right. you know, we know that with, um, even with um, Rihanna and Chris Brown, uh, right after their argument, they were at, they were seen at Diddy's house together or whatever the case may be. Sometimes we gotta, we do stupid shit until we get a clear mind. And so I, I hate that social media put her on trial. Um, even before this trial, they put her on trial. They, um, like you said, he went on a smear campaign. He thought the Lord, my God, the one that I serve, was gonna really be out here protecting him. Sir, you're Satan. You're Satan's spawn. And you attack this woman and everybody else, um, including celebrities who were standing right beside Tory Lanez. Um, you know, I think that that was very telling. Uh, we saw young Jock, who we haven't seen in ages. We seen him come out, uh, make his statement on Vlad TV, and then make a whole mockery of her situation, shaving his head. You have so much more to do. She deserves way more than that. It's an apology. It shouldn't be something that's made in a joke. This woman was shocked. Um, a right. lot of the things she went through. You mentioned that um, she lost her mother. Uh, we know that she just found love and it's hard for her to be in there and they're putting her sex life on trial. They got right. her. Imagine sex you shot people. me and then you parade around all the men I've been with. Like, oh, yeah. why are you and why are you putting the mouths on my coochie? Like, I don't understand. Exactly. God knows. God knows who and who he puts in certain positions. Like, honest to God, because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not built for it. Like, I was gonna do some wicked shit to him. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I couldn't let him continue to live. There's no Listen, way. Listen, when I say get my lick back, I mean that. I mean that. I would get my back. I listen, I'd be mad off last. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm yo, yo, like people are so lucky I've grown. I'd be mad off last. I would have to get him back in blood. Like, are you fucking serious? And you talking no, you like said you was going to the lady. Business. You said you was going to the lady for his ass. You said you was going, going to the lady. I was gonna become the lady, nigga. <laughs> yo. Right. This is something I have to do on my own. <laughs> I would have an altar in this bitch. Yo, I would I would I would not be able to rest like yo you know funny enough me and Nia <laughs> Nia I actually have a beautiful story how hi Nia actually, by the way hi. I'm sorry Nia Nia Rebecca Rebecca Nia is my best friend in the world I know I you always post about her so I'm um, nice to meet you finally nice to meet you um mm -hmm. I will tell you actually an example of how I know I would blow it up like the godfather if it was me um I will tell you how me and Nia first ever became friends <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. I want to hear it. <laughs> so, first of all, so she already, like, come up to me. This is at the beginning of law school, and she was like, we're going to be best friends. And I'm like, bitch. Like, okay, I was drunk at the time. I wasn't making good choices. You know, let's say. Right. <laughs> right. So, now, we're going out to a, a law school party now. She is lit. She is drunk. She is drunk. We've both been drinking, but she is drunk. Now, we are at uh, the house party. She is playing a piano but understand she can't play piano she has no musical and so she she's drunk <laughs> she thinks she's playing the piano she's not playing the piano she's just in front of a piano motioning real dramatic like it's a movie but the piano's not being played at all so anyway she's like i just i've just got to the law school and i'm like i'm 22 i'm mad like 
I don't like my business being nowhere. I'm mad, suspicious, this, this, like inherently like that. She goes, so, and this is how she talks. I want you to know real Scorpio shit. This is dad. Out of <laughs> and I don't, I don't know her from no fucking where. Imagine this. You just got there. Just got it's the first week of law school. The first fucking week. I don't know this bitch from no fucking where. And she goes, she goes, so have you hooked up with anybody at the school yet? And I go, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. I immediately, I, I, I look at her. I'm like, you know, she's like, mm, are you sure? I'm Ooh. like, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch. Like already in my mind. I'm like, yo, like, yo, bitch, I'm fucking sure that that's the answer I'm giving you, nigga. Like, I don't know you. She goes, she goes, oh, what about? And she calls the name. I'm like, hey, yo, this motherfucker. Oh my! Well, how did you find out, nigga? Well, <laughs> interesting story. Yeah, earlier that day, I was riding in a car with um Alani's roommate or her housemate, and she was like, oh yeah, like that girl. She's already like had a guy in her room, and she said the name, and I was like, oh no, we like really shouldn't talk her business. I doubt that that's true. And <laughs> Then later on that evening, I asked for myself. Like, I'm not going to talk behind your back, but I was interested in the in the information. <laughs> not you want to yes. in business? Like, you know, see, that's what you was doing. I want nobody in my business. You was giving Listen. real. Yeah, but I was in a car full of white girls, and I was like, uh-uh, we're not going to talk about her. Like, that didn't like happen. That. Like, you really like shouldn't. That. Right, but she, she came to me like a private eye, and she was trying to sniff me out the entire semester, son. Like... Bro, no, but very much so. And then fast forward now. So I was very, I want you to understand that um, I was 10 toes tight. Like immediately Uber and I'm leaving this party. I immediately, I think the man has snitched on me and I'm like, oh, I'm about to nuke this nigga. The man didn't do it, you know, like nosy ass roommate out here watching you friend. I don't even know this bitch. Just watching me from the shadows. I done gone off on him. Uh, and then fast forward the other day, we're randomly at a party and this guy I went to law school with, is like, he's drunk and clearly insecure about something I said to him in law school. And he's in my face, like, trying to come for me. And so then he says to me, he'd be like, I know you hooked up with such and such. Like, he said it like this was this big, like, who he knew I hooked up with somebody when I was 22. Like, and I'm like, I'm just like looking at him and he drops it a few times. And I was like, I went home to knee and I'm like, bro. That's true, honest to God. That's growth. Because I was unfazed, but the way my head would have spun off my fucking body and I would have taken that nigga out the game. <laughs> if he yo, the level of how I flipped utter shit. Like, so why is it easy for people to, like, I, I don't understand. Like, don't come up to, like, the same way we know niggas is fucking everybody or whatever, doing what they need to do. Don't, I don't like nobody counting the miles on my coochie. Like, do not do that. I don't care. I might have fucked up him yesterday. I don't know him tomorrow. But isn't that what Gloria said? I, you know, no, honestly, no big facts. Are people talking about Taylor Swift in the group chat? What could have possibly happened that would make somebody mention Taylor Swift? I know I didn't. I can't even think of how that would have paid. Because somebody pay said, um, some, I think, some, is it Taylor Swift? You guys are saying her music is trash or was it Megan? Somebody Ooh. said. I don't look. Don't fight, Olay. Just give me a second. I'm trying to see if they. <laughs> she said, "Who, girl? Listen, we're not pulling up just yet." Um, I think it was not. Talking. Not somebody said, "Ha ha ha, align me." What is wrong with you? Don't people's ass? You're a lawyer. Send them to jail. Are you in fucking mind? Have you ever heard me talk? Send them to jail, nigga. What? I don't even <laughs> want them to be jailed. 
See, look, look, I know, I know. See, me, I'm not in that system. I, I'm not, I'm, see, here I am. You know, Tori <laughs> needs to be underneath the jail. I don't give two fucks because he, like, he really walked around here, tried that lady, disrespect. He could have just shut up and we could have just Absolutely. went about the business. But he did all of this. He needs to be right up in there. He needs to be right up <laughs> in there. I don't give a fuck. Rebecca, that he needs to be right up in there. No, but right I'm in there. And he he needs to be underneath the I'm tired. Listen, it's honestly big, big, very much so big jokes. But um, speaking of things, um, talk about major, major issues that have been um, trialed and tribulated and debated in the black community. I felt like it was renewed by Eddie Murphy's comments at the Golden Globes, um, his his Will Smith joke, which was funny, which was hilarious. No, it was hilarious. Like that was a perfect joke. Pay your taxes. Yeah. The other thing he said, and mind keep Will Smith, oh, mind your business, right? And keep Will Smith's wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Perfect joke. He's a comedian, right? So yeah. I think that back in the day, especially, like, this is stuff that we wouldn't, it would roll off our shoulders. And I'm, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that things back in the day shouldn't be checked, but um, Chris, Chris, uh, is, Chris Rock is a comedian as well. Um, and I don't, that slap was the slap that was heard around the world. Somebody's going to make a joke about it, like months later, whatever, wherever we at with it now. Um, we're at an award show. These are comedians. They're going to make a joke about it. This is Eddie Murphy. He's he's in that crew who doesn't give a fuck. So I don't know. Some people really took it hard. They took it. Oh, were people them. upset that he made that joke? Yeah, it was. You know how it is. This is social media. You're gonna have a crew of people who were thinking that he was insensitive to what happened. Um, and I can assure you, Chris Rock's jokes include other people's pains in his joke. Other and, what insensitive? In, insensitive to what? What's that to be sensitive about? What? Are, what are we talking about? Him now? getting slapped in the face. Um, oh, give, oh. give it up! Oh God! Well, hang I it mean, up. Really start from the fact that I thought that that was warranted. So. Like, I'm just like, womp, womp, womp. Like, like, oh my God. Oh my God. They come on, white people. Give it a rest. How you know they white? <laughs> first of all, first of all, I recognize that there are niggas that's on the bullshit too, but you know what kind of niggas they are. <laughs> um, Listen, this is how I feel. This is my personal thought process on this. I don't actually think, if I'm being objective and fair, I don't think Chris Rock actually said anything that warranted that. I don't think he said anything that was exceptionally distasteful or disrespectful or out of bounds. I think people, because of what happened, people then go and dissect and, you know, and make out what he has to say to be far worse mm-hmm. than they would have ever thought it was. If Will Smith didn't react that way, we would have never fucking, there would have been no dissection of that comment at all. That being said, in life, in life, you do things, you say things, whatever, people react or whatever, right? I think Will Smith's reaction is disproportionate, but I think it's not a big deal in the sense that, hear me out. Okay. Not, not not a big deal, I mean, for the rest of us. If I'm Chris Rock, I'm fucking that nigga up. Like, I, <laughs> I, if I'm Chris Rock, I'm beating Will Smith within an inch of his we life. Fight all day. Fight <laughs> I wear tear, but they're going to have to fucking signal out the program. I don't care. You're not slapping me on national devil. You're not going to hold me. I'm going to take you out the game. If I'm Chris Rock, it's a big motherfucking deal. But Absolutely. for everybody else, it's like, bro, let them handle that. Chris Rock, it was fine. He slapped him, whatever. They can go work it out. If Chris Rock have a problem, he's suing civilly. They talk about it, they whatever. They will handle it like grown men. But the need to start acting like, oh, this is big. This is some big moral failure on Will Smith's part. We need to punish him. There needs to be this bands. Like, give me a fucking break. Like the the like the level of like 
moral authority they take over like black people for little bullshit and stuff meanwhile they could be there <laughs> fawning over brad pitt who have all kind of fucking allegations and shit lording <laughs> over all kind of people that have all kind of fucking problems and track records and all kind of shit they in trouble for all kind of major egregious crimes but will smith slaps chris walking oh my god oh my god oh lord what right that thing? man just slapped his wife at the club and it was um all over social media something white i can't think of his first name but that didn't even get a full news cycle right wasn't he white he was white yeah he was white okay yeah i mean i feel like white people only take offense to violence when they're trying to you know you know um push forward this narrative that black people should be docile to be in their spaces like sometimes in life you hit somebody because they they said some shit that upset you and that's life that's true for Mm -hmm. everyone you learned in middle school you talk shit you get hit and that's what happened right not the end of the that situation wasn't so much a big deal for me people were making it because you know when black people say something white people get outraged um or the stands get outraged it wasn't that that wasn't such a big deal for me but people made it such a big deal it was cheryl lee ralph's comments um I don't know if you guys oh, heard it. They were upset about. Yeah, they said, you know what, what, you know, what did you, what would you tell your, I think, fifteen-year-old self? And she was like, yeah, it was so like, tell them, um, Kardashians will do surgery, um, in the future to look to to have what you have that you don't love right now. Yeah, was everybody like, was like, she should apologize right now. No, get the fuck out of here. First of all, for the truth, like, come on, let's be for real. Yeah, you, you like, don't think her comments were were okay? I think you thought they were, they were not the okay. I'm sorry, what's your position, Rebecca? Oh, no, baby. If, girl, if you know me, you know. My position is <laughs> truly all over Shirley Brown. Let me tell you something. A lot of, and, and, you know, the girls get BBLs. We get all, like, our community gets surgeries. We do hair, we, like, we get hair extensions. We do all of it. I get my nails done. I do all that. People want to be like, oh, you talking all that, but you wear, you know, Asian, Asians do your nails, and you wear such and such hair. I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't give a <laughs> I, you know, to me, they're in our whole society, black women have been taught from me being young, me not to like my skin color, me not to, me not to like my hair, me not to like my lips, me not to like anything about myself. And I think Cheryl Lee Ralph looking at, and she's older than us. So her looking at her 15 or speaking to her 15 year old self and everything that she hated about herself and she had to straighten her hair and look a certain type of way and all this other stuff just to get positions, um, you know, in, in Hollywood and to know that everything that she um, didn't like about herself would be the same things that um, white people, mm-hmm, white people uh, would do, go get surgery just to get. Meanwhile, we're most of us are born with that. And so, you know, I'm all about what she had to say. The people who are always going to be butthurt about it are, um, you know, the whites. And I, you know, and, and that's no offense to any one of y'all, but I got to get y'all people because it, it's an outrage for the Kim Kardashian crew. Um, they're like, why would she say that? But it's true. You know, why wouldn't she say anything? Why wouldn't she? And it's yeah. like, bro, at the end of the day, like, I, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I was surprised. She said it like, Cheryl, <laughs> like, like, I, I, yeah. I was like, right now, Cheryl, but I, I was like giggled. Like, oh, I, like, I was, I was random. Like, I thought I was like, oh, random. But at the end of the day, first of all, Shirley, <laughs> Shirley Ralph to say whatever the fuck she wants. Right. Let's start there. And she like, has Shirley been. Ralph 
can say whatever she wants. And if you actually go watch, like, I encourage people to go on YouTube, go watch Cheryl Leaf's, like, life starting a backstory. Like, Cheryl Leaf dealt, dealt with some, a lot of bullshit. Like, she didn't get no money out of, she's the original dream girl, didn't get her money off that. Well, we mm. should, they, like, tortured her on the set of that till she left that and when she was going through her personal life at the time. Like, Cheryl Lee Ralph is only just now at a big age, finally coming into a little bit of her flowers. That woman can say whatever she wants. So, that's that on that. Um, and secondly, as far as, like, I thought about it and I'm just like, we, we, yo, it's interesting when you, when you want to talk about certain things or certain communities or whatever, people will act like there's like a rationing on how much you could be like an advocate to care about things, but then they will find energy to go cape for the Kardashians. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, bro, I, I thought about it to myself and I was like, bro, who gives a fuck? Like, who cares? Like, the Kardashians don't need me to champion. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, they, it is very much so true that they, not only just them, it's not just them, the Kardashians yeah. have helped usher in a world a world, a world of non-black gals getting all kind of surgical and face enhancements and all these yeah. things to like look like us while it not be considered desirable in us and air hypersexualized like this, but they could brains and like at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm not, you can't, you can't go turn into like the Avenger for somebody that's like has more powers than you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a regular person can't go save Captain America. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, to go rescue these bitches. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. and I just think it's so true that like so much like black beauty dies because society, our friends and family even have so many negative things to say about black features. You hear it from the time that you're a kid. And when you grow up, you start seeing blackness being championed as long as it's not on a black body. So I completely mm -hmm. agree with what Shrill said. And you know what? Like the Kardashians will be okay. Like they know what they're doing. Like yeah, they're gonna it be. what it is. It's true. Like what do yes. you gonna say? Oh no, yeah. we don't have um we haven't tanned our skin. We haven't changed our bodies to look more yeah. black. Yeah. Like come on, let's yeah. be for real. Like yeah. it is Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The weird obsession yeah, the weird obsession that they have with 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 black people. Um, it's I don't give a damn if they make their hair curly, but it's the fact that um, your sister who is, and I'll say Armenian is pretty white to me. Um, you know, I had what? a I, right. I had a um, a boss when I worked at um, Like It or Not the first in 2017, our first edition of Like It or Not with Ben, and I had a, a boss who was Iranian. And I remember she pulled me to the side. You know, I wear my nails very in a spectacular manner. It is what it is, very ostentatious. So I've always been. And she would say, um, she pulled me to the side in the meeting. Ben was sitting right there. And she said to me, she's like, I had our investors watch the show. Mind you, it was like a show that did like numbers. And she was like, and they watched it on mute and they said it was given BET. And at the time, BET was actually the number one um programming or a network on on Viacom so I was like well did you know that that's that's not an insult to me I'm black and BET is actually mm -hmm. the number one um, network on Viacom and she was like well it's just I said what is it my nails is it my hair because you guys hired me you had me in the interview and you told me that that you would love that on your show and I looked at her and she was like um, I said I remember you telling me I said if do you like somebody coming up to you and telling you that you're a terrorist like I told her that she told mm -hmm. me that she was more of and she hated to say it but the Aryan race of the Iranians. Um, and I was like, bitch. But, and it reminds me of like how um, Kim Kardashian can go into pure white and then go into pure black. Her sister, who was pure white, um, the little one, um, she Kylie. ended up, what's her name? Kylie, okay, no, because I don't know the kids' names. Um, Kylie, she ended up putting her face uh, on a, a t-shirt 
and having braids to the back and she put herself i know i think she put herself as tupac her face inside of tupac's and sold that and it was selling white folks were buying it um and 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 um k michelle has a song says if she was a kardashian she wishes that she was a kardashian so she can be black because the world accepts it when it's on a kardashian but when it's on a black person is ghetto the way they wear yeah, their nails the way they wear their hair, the way they wear their clothes, everything like that. Um, Absolutely. It, it, right. Yeah. All modeled after blackness and unacceptable for a black person mm -hmm. to do 100%, it. 100%. Like, we, yeah. we we do it and it gets, like, we got to deal with a whole bunch of dissertation online, this, blah, blah, blah. Pink pieces, everything. But, yeah, but it's real fly when they do it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I see nothing wrong with what Cheryl said. It, it, it was just literally a summarization of what we've all been thinking, saying, feeling you have black people who actually model themselves. I'm like, you were born with that. You really are you like you have those features already. Um, they're trying to look like you, but they're modeling themselves exactly. And then even the, just the surgery, the way they speak, what they're wearing. It's like, girl, you, we've been on that. We've been on that. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that was my position. Like, fuck it. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Cheryl can say whatever she wants. Like, however people feel. It about was her. random though, bitch. I was like, girl. No, I was, I was like, girl. What? I was like, this <laughs> random is fuck. That was literally my first thought. I was like, this random is fuck. But you know what? <laughs> I am not giving. I was like, Cheryl gets Cheryl can do what she wants. Whatever. I was just like, I'm just going to Right? You don't want to hear like, the answer. Don't ask the question. Right? Like, I was like, on. you know better than me asking all black ladies what they think. They gonna tell you. Like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you? Why, you ask her to tell her young self something? You should have known she was about to get it off. Period. Like, right? And that's something that like a lot of young black girls do need to hear. Like, you know, get off, get off their social media. Stop following the Kardashians because if you're not loving yourself, but you love what they're doing, you really don't need to be looking at their pages. Like, no, focus on focus on appreciating the features that you were born with and. You know, once you do that, then you can re-engage with the social media world. And I'm all for, and I always tell people that, I believe you are supposed to center your idea of beauty at yourself. I always tell, like, I start, my my frame of beauty starts with a round, brown face gal, because that's what I look like. I like, yes. yeah, my beauty starts, if you want me to think a bitch is pretty, show me another round face, brown face gal. That's what mm -hmm. I'm into. Like, yeah, yeah. she's cute. That's what I like. So yeah. I don't understand. It, it is a, it is a, you set yourself up for failure if you base your entire idea of beauty and these things around something that ain't what you look like or worse something that has has mimicked has mocked has as as yeah. uh, mockified what you look like yeah no you're so right i saw a post recently it said um okay the first the first step to accepting shit like about yourself like your beauty stop looking at social media and looking at all these people whether they had surgery or not girl listen if you got you know, a little discoloration on your skin, that's all right. That don't mean that you're not cute. If you, you're a little bald-headed, that's okay. That does not mean that you're not cute. Like, look at yourself, find the beauty in what you got going on, and, and you know, work with that. That's you. If you don't see the beauty in yourself, you're going to constantly be trying to look like somebody else, or you're going to constantly be judging yourself and never, like, like you said, I'm... I am the standard for beauty and what I see and how I feel. If I don't think I'm beautiful, then it ain't going to work. You know, and maybe, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Leo. Um, <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's the, the Leo in me. But in my mind, I'm like, listen, beauty is mass subjective. It's an eye to behold it. There can be people who think that you like, they just like think you that, like you it, you just do it for them. And people who, you know, 
snack. I choose to agree with everybody who thinks I'm real popping. I just think about the mythical person, the person <laughs> I did that thinks that I'm a mesmerizing bitch, and I'm like, he right. <laughs> he is correct. Like, I am real fly. Like, I'm like, you know, I choose to just, like, appreciate the general glamour and niceness that is you know your own independent aesthetic and leaning into that like that's you like you know thank you popping because it's you don't nobody else look like that like no it's true and it, it took me it took me a long time though i ain't even gonna hold you i grew up in a mixed little neighborhood little haitian girl and everybody else was like you know white or mixed or whatever and i remember going to school thinking i needed to be mixed i had a lot of hair but it didn't look like the other people's you know so i'm like would go home to my mom my mom was like girl you got dark you got dark skin you have this a lot of hair really thick you got purple gums all of this stuff it's beautiful and she had to tell me like it's 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 beautiful it's you and i couldn't see that until i got a little older and you know you got little titties got you know, i ain't got no ass but i got little titties got a little sexy about myself and i didn't want niggas to have to validate me but I can't lie, when I went to FAMU, the number one HBCU in the nation, now, when I went over there, the niggas was like, dang, who are you? And I started stepping, you know what I'm saying? My step was a little step, okay? I was like, uh, you know, like feeling myself. And I started to say, okay, Rebecca, how do you feel about yourself? You can't allow people to, you know, tell you that you're beautiful. Do you feel that way? And I, then I finally felt that way. And now nobody can't tell me nothing. Some people call it, some people say you're big headed when you think you're beautiful. Like, well, who the fuck? I, I ain't going to wait for nobody to right. tell me. If nobody else, I'm going to tell myself. Look, people listen, only, you is popping. You people don't want you. People yeah. don't want you to like yourself first. They want they want you they want you to be relying on them to tell you. And it's interesting, right? Like growing up in the Bahamas, the Bahamas is a very colorist place, you know, light skin, like you know, way into light skin. I'm very anti-foreign. So as far as Bahamians are concerned, I'm African and I'm dark. Like, even though born and raised in the Bahamas, never been to a Nigeria day in my life, but my name is Nigerian and my daddy a dark. There ain't nobody checking for you. But <laughs> my mummy, my mummy, who is red, my mummy is light skin, light skin, light skin, mm -hmm. light skin. But my mummy was very hip to like, she was in the house before anybody get a chance to say anything ignorant to me. She had already hit me to they are colorist, they are stupid, they have an inferiority complex. That is their mentality. She always was like on me about that in the house. And my big sister, I have three sisters, and my big sister looks, we all look alike. And my big sister is. Yes, you guys do. Bless, I I cannot tell them enough how much I am so grateful for her vanity, her early early in life vanity. But you could not <laughs> tell them to this day. Her Facebook name is Abby the Empress. To this day, you can't tell her she ain't the prettiest stinking bitch ever. So you could not be insecure around her because she would take it personally offensive because you look like her. So if you yeah. say something like, "Oh, I'm not that pretty," she ready to fight. Like you insulted <laughs> her. Like she is a hot. I remember one time my sisters was saying like insecure stuff, and she created like an MSN group just devoted to like cropping all our like pictures. Like these your ears, these popping. Look, these your teeth, these popping. Oh, no. I'm telling you, I swear <laughs> she did it. So it was good. like that. That's popping. That's this. That's this. Like who could be like that? And she was just like, listen, they don't know because they ignorant, small minds, like colorism, all these different things. They don't know you in style. You ain't in style yet. They like that's all it is because beauty is very much so what's in style was popping at the moment and she so she told me as i always was hip, like you know what nobody else i just happened to not be in an environment that peeps but i was i always thought i was that nigga like i was always like yeah i always thought it was a fact to me like yeah i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm real popping like i'm smart i'm cute i'm this you know whether or not the environment happens to know that it is a whole different story i recognize what the environment might think what the beauty standard is but i always was like nah, i'm a pretty stinking bitch what you talking about you and know? you are <laughs> and you are beautiful and they like i, I feel like Especially 
us um, women in the and you know and and okay there was a conversation online i forgot who was speaking um i think it was a rapper and um one of the girls from the bad girls club and they were talking about colorism and i want to know like how you feel about this people are saying reverse colorism whatever but the darker skin girl was saying how in the industry she has to do six jobs you know to be looked at as beautiful and the light skin girl was like well no because i used to get picked on because i'm light skin and it became not to say that light-skinned women you know don't have any it don't have any oppression it's just like they don't have any problems plight don't have any problems <laughs> <laughs> um, but being a dark-skinned girl it's like and growing up dark-skinned the how we were told instantly like we were never chosen or i'll speak for myself like i was never i was always told i was told by a substitute teacher that i am what they say um black as burnt toast or whatever and i'm brown y'all see me i'm, I'm pretty brown but they're like oh you you know you black as burnt toast and all of this they would just continue oh they wouldn't have worked another day at the school i was um, but the, girl this was back in the day when they and went no cameras or nothing and so i'm going toe to toe with him i'm like well you short and you ain't got no hairline and i'm going in and he's just to say all the worst things to me. And I'm a little girl. So I'm remembering all of this and I'm thinking to myself, I grew up, I was really young and I told myself, okay, if I marry y'all, I am not this person anymore. So I just want to put that out there as um, a disclaimer. But I told myself, I said, yo, if I marry white, I'm going to not have that issue with my kids. Like they won't grow up having to go through what I went through. Child, let me tell you something. I, you can't tell me to look at nothing pink. I am dying. <laughs> the darker the berry, the what you said, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. I want my baby to be black as hell. I want my baby to have beautiful, nappy, beautiful curls, all of that up in there because I've learned to love that about me. But growing up, that was just not, we had it tough. We had it rough. Everyone just thought that, black was just not beautiful and that's what we were serving and that's what i was saying earlier about like the death of black beauty like you are taught basically from a young age as soon as you get to school and you're around people who are not your family because i hope that you know everyone's family uplifts them even though i know that's not true but the yeah. farther you are from you know white features and that white beauty standard the worse you're treated like yeah. you'll be called any type of name you know blacky i've been called dark as night you know like just things that how did you come up with that as a child or as um, an adult that is supposed to be nurturing me like when I'm at school or, you know, something like that? It's just it's just very unfortunate. And, you know, light skinned people, they have their own realities that they live in. But <laughs> the experience as a dark brown person, you know, black skin it's a very different experience than my friends growing up who were light skinned. It's just completely different. You know, like the reality is different. Like the closer you are to a white beauty standard, whether you like it or not, you're going yeah. to be afforded certain privileges and you're going to be entitled to certain treatment that yeah. the darker you are, you're just not treated that way. And it's That's just fine. true. That's yeah. fine. That's why, you know, one thing I'll say, because people talk to me about this a lot, Especially because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a very white media spaces and I continue on my very black ass aesthetic. 
Um, and they're like, oh, you know, it's a constant dissecting is, is into like the decision to do that or that's harmful to you or they want you to change this. But I'm like, you know, there are certain things about me. I'm very black, like in the sense that like my name is Olayami Tulalupe Oloran. I am dark-skinned, <laughs> like nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm black before I get in the room, nigga. I'm yeah. African black before I get in the room. I am, <laughs> I am, like, I am Bahamian Nigerian. I literally have the most black ass region. <laughs> I'm black as fuck. Like, so I'm mm. like, bro, there are ways in which I am categorically, there will always be a way in like that I am, I am, I am um, at a disadvantage in any room or something is my blackness is already being assessed against me in a major way. What is, and if in the same way, I literally cannot, I don't bother to think about, oh, Oh, my name being a lie me is hurting me in this room. Probably, I wonder how much that's impacting me because yeah. it's like that's my like the same way I don't think about my skin color because I can't do nothing about that. Those are my those are my constants. That's my truth. That's how I see everything else about me. Like it's not like who I don't know. I don't fucking know how much they. Yeah, it is. A, I don't have a metric system for how much they're evaluating my blackness against me, but they already were. That was right. already imputable blacky black black blackness black, black about me. They, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll take your degree away. Like, it'd be white folks living in the middle of West Bubba Fuck. No one knows <laughs> what that is. And they'll go like, oh, she's black. Then they'll immediately remove every single credential that you have just from looking at you. They'll remove it all. And you got they got to start from the bottom. A white woman who is or a lighter skinned person, a fairer skinned person who's on there, they'll look at them and say, oh, I, I loved watching you on such and such. And for me, getting into this space, I remember in college, uh, I was told, you know your last name, right? And I'm like, yeah, what, what's up with it? They were like, well, you know, you Haitian and then you're dark skinned and um, you wear your nails a certain type of way. I'm like, okay, but that doesn't stop me from doing my job. I'm one of the best at this. Everybody else in this, and everybody else around me, I'm running circles around them. Like I work at the local news station and I do what I need to do. The professor was like, hey, yo, you're just gonna have to tone that down a little bit. You're gonna have to, you know, uh, wear shorter nails. Girl, I was wearing nude nails. I wore my hair bone straight every single day. And you know, I switch it up. So I wore my hair bone bone straight every single day. And then I was like, I do not, this ain't me. This is not, this is not me. I know that I'm beautiful with whatever I have on. I've been doing my nails like SWV since I was seven, since I was 15. And like, it doesn't take away from my beauty. I speak Creole and I don't care what anybody has to say. Like it is what it is. I'm beautiful. That's just what it is. Like you like, oh, like Olay, you said that, you know, you are Bahamian and you're Nigerian. People look at you and instantly want to um, take away your intelligence. And I, you can hear you talking and there's a huge intelligence about you. Nia, I don't know you from a can of paint, but I'm listening to you speak and you're well-spoken and you're very beautiful. But for people on the outside who are stuck on this societal or um, uh, social media logic and standard on beauty, where we have to Google urban looks, urban hair, urban this or whatever to find anything black in the social media space, it's like, it sucks because I know that both of you guys are probably the best at what you guys do, but yet people will look at us and we gotta do six jobs to, um, to be right. Yeah, that's fact. But you know what's crazy? I'll say this. If I if if I could die and come back a hundred times, I'd be a black woman every time. Every like, single time. Every, every motherfucking time. Like hey, yo, we're flat. Yo, here, yo, I truly I don't know about everybody else, and I really do think about this, but I walk around and I really be like, bro, I wish people could feel 
how I feel about me hella times throughout the day. Like, I'd be like, wow, you're a cool-ass nigga, son. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yo, you're mad wavy. Like, low shit. I'm like, low shit I get hype about. Like, even my own, tea, the, the the display on Tea Time with Olay, I'm like, that's fresh as fuck, and them's my hands. That's my hands. That's my tats. That's <laughs> my jewelry. That's you my everything. I'm fly. <laughs> you, you gotta love you, and that's all that really matters. I don't care what... I had to learn that in my life, though, because... Um, if, if if I never went, I, w- I would say this, if I never went to FAMU, I feel like I would have been stuck in a position where I was, I didn't, I wouldn't love myself. I went on that campus and the way that they loved on me and my black self and they uplifted me and the fact that I speak another language and all of that good stuff, it it, it definitely helped me grow. So yeah, nah, I, I love me and all of my blackness and whatever that looks like because we're not a monolith. Absolutely. I will, let me... Uh, take this time to let the callers y'all can call in and and ask let's do let's do like 10 minutes of questions um Callie I'm gonna let you speak right now and like speak hi Callie Callie unmute yourself boo oh sweetie oh no not Hussein Nia did I tell you did I tell you on my first episode that one of my callers that I that I sent that to you the caller coming for me about uh you remember when did you see when Josh Hawley that Republican guy was uh, uh getting into it with that professor in Congress about um trans trans like trans yeah. people mm-hmm. thing yeah of course right so I must say you know I retweeted I clicked like I was on the side of the professor like everybody would sense so my, right. <laughs> um, my caller who's sitting there on the lineup right there. He had called to, to come for me. I, I should have I should have played you that. So we will, we will we will we will only be considering whether or not we will be clicking. What I'm saying again. Yeah. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yes, Callie, talk. Hi, how are y'all? Good. I had a comment about colorism. Um, Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, fairly light skinned. Um, mm-hmm. My mother is uh, Indian, and my father is white. And my mother is super duper dark skin. And I've just seen throughout my life how it's like significantly harder for her as yeah. a dark skin person just going through life. People are like way more openly hostile to her uh, off the rip in certain situations for no reason. Um, yeah. And then another story I had is um, I lived in Istanbul for like uh about a year and uh i hung out with mostly like african students because they all spoke english and i taught english to turkish students i just didn't want to like have to like not talk to anybody who didn't really speak the language and we would always go out and uh in clubs and shit and like weird shit would always pop off and like i remember one time we were in the club and we were just dancing and these two like these a group of girls came up and they started dancing near us and these Turkish dudes started getting really upset at us saying that we were like being inappropriate and shit. And it wasn't the case. Like my friend was there with his, <laughs> his girlfriend. She was like two feet away from him. Uh, and stuff like that would never happen to me if I was by myself. Right. Like, but it says yeah. you're with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a crazy world we live in. This world is incredibly like the way that we the way whiteness is lorded over as a benchmark, and so we create even these these modes. We don't create, obviously, they're brought upon us, right? But we we um we foster them and we perpetuate them um, by continuing to favor and privilege everything close to whiteness, clo- um, and closer and proximity to whiteness and criminalize and demonize everything further away. It's, it's fucked up. It's real life, though. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yes, Callie. Well, thank you for talking to us. Next caller. <laughs> um, this invites to speak. Oh, me, there we go. All right, Mallory. Hi, Mallory. Hey girl, hey. Hey Mallory. Uh, oh, oh, I just made myself a speaker. Um I made <laughs> I don't know why that popped up. Um so uh, well first of all, Olay, you know that it, you are my standard of beauty. And, <laughs> and I make it clear <laughs> on Twitter all the time. Yeah. Um but you know it 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 makes me sad to hear from your perspective, the three of you who are all gorgeous, that you know, growing up you didn't you weren't made to feel beautiful because of the things that were inherently what makes you beautiful. But um, I do, I, I can relate and cause you know, I don't have a tiny nose and that was my thing growing up, but. Um, Is a bad but, thing? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, wait, I, okay, I have a mean girl grandma. Um, like mean girls get old too. And my mean girl grandma, when I was pregnant with my little boy, um, I was telling them about the ultrasound and how in, I was like, and then, you know, in the profile and we could see his little nose and my grandma cut me off to say, Oh, were you worried that he would have your nose? My, oh no. My own grandma. Um, so, yes. I, that just made me think of, I have a good ass boyfriend. Actually, Nia is gonna find this hilarious. My ex boyfriend, who looked really fucking crazy, <laughs> someone said that he wanted the children to look ninety percent like him and ten percent like me. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> yes, he fucking said it. Yes, he did. No. It's crazy because this nigga is ugly, Rebecca. Like, and he should have prayed the children looked nothing like him, bro. And he, he looks. Yo, you just don't understand the fucking Twilight Zone that man lived in, bro. Like you he, did him? Oh, yes, I sure did. It was mental yes. illness. It was law school. Don't I was, hold it. Nia, call it out. Call it I out. was not well. I was not well. I really was when not well. When we know well. better, we do better. No, Absolutely. listen. And when we feel better, we do better, okay? Yeah. Yes. You know, if we knew better then, but we weren't feeling pretty good. No, it was really fucking yeah. crazy. The shit he used to get off sudden. Like, <laughs> that's what I made me think of just now. You said that. I was like, yeah, I'm like, bro, you, you don't know disrespect. Your crappy cat disrespect you. <laughs> no, but I well, think I, it's true I, that like I, all of us have like something about us that we feel insecure about, especially growing up. And I just mm-hmm. feel like, hopefully, as you grew up, you just learned to love everything about yourself. Like, oh, I think yeah. that's our job as we get older to just affirm what's beautiful about us, what's special about us, and then, you know, make that the standard. So you got a little nose, it's yeah. the most popping nose out there. Like, mm-hmm. that's life. Well, and and I, I, I thought about this a lot because when I was younger, you know, growing up in Arkansas, there's always been a, a much, much smaller Black population no matter where I lived. You know, anywhere in the South, it's, it's just the product of many, many years of systemic racism. But the... Um, I didn't see a lot of black women 
even in television and film and magazines, like you, there were Tyra Banks, um, Naomi Campbell, like you got this, this very small selection of black women who are gorgeous by any standard. But I found that as an adult, as I see more and more black faces and God, that's a terrible, the, you know what I mean? Black women, not black faces. <laughs> what um, did you mean, Mallory? <laughs> you people are beautiful. Um, but, but the more the more black beauty that I see, the more beauty I see in blackness. And then, and the same goes for, you know, seeing any faces that look different, but it's just like, that's, that was not, I didn't see it as a child. And that affected my ability. Like when we would have a black Miss America and I competed in the Miss America system, it was like, she doesn't look like me. And so I'm, I don't want to see the beauty. And I don't want to think she's as beautiful as she is because she doesn't look like me. And if she doesn't look like me, am I not beautiful? And, you know, we just do a really good job of just fucking women's self-esteem up from the go. Just like, yeah, child. You don't want your baby to have your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that's big jokes, Mally. Thank you, Mallory. Let me... Oh, Lord. Him. I miss him. Yeah, he, he's over there eating his food begrudgingly. Oh, good, good. Well, yes. um, here comes Hussein. Yes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, okay, Hussein, the, the hold thing on. That I wanna, really quick, the thing that I want to say about that is, like, I feel like that's so true and something that happens all the time is that, you know, I could think someone isn't beautiful, and that's not my business. But sometimes when, um, you know, white people see Blackness and they don't think it's beautiful, instead of just, it's not my business, they terrorize you know that thing that is unbeautiful to them yeah i think that's what what you know the callers was saying but i think that is something that's very true that sometimes people aren't beautiful that's just what it is there's a truth to that but how is that your business like how, how is <laughs> no honestly go go ahead and mind your business like be blessed <laughs> mind your business and you don't need to terrorize what you think is not beautiful like let me live in peace, okay? <laughs> no, uh, ah, fuck, ah, shit. This way again, smoke. <laughs> I, I, I may have, I may have dropped some, some ash on myself. That, that, that hurt. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, okay, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, did I, did I skip? Who's saying yes, I did. We're still thinking about it. Andrew, you can talk. You've been invited to speak. Speak. He, he's not up. It didn't it do? Make nice caller. Mm-mm. It didn't do him? Oh. He's coming. Here we, okay, there he is. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hey, hey Andrew. how's it going, everyone? Congratulations on episode two. Thank you. Um, I know that Olay is a sucker for compliments, so I'll just keep piling them on as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. I'm not even going to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to kind of like um, steer off the topic, I know this is a very important issue for like beauty standards and all that, but since I'm a white guy, it didn't really affect me a lot in childhood. I'm sorry I have to brag about that, but uh, I, know, I know when I can accept my privilege when that happens. Um, but I do want to bring up like a, an issue that I, I saw because um, I remember that um, – little earlier Ole you brought this up where um I was listening to the leftist mafia but you're talking about uh like um your uh, I'm sorry I'm gonna 
make it depressed again, but the um, bail reform, how mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of it and the whole issue with that. And I just kind of like remember, uh, I remember reading an article where Walgreens CEOs admitted that they kind of embellished the whole um, yeah. uh, stealing and theft and all that. So I was just like, yeah, um, it's just like uh, like how um, how powerful like propaganda is and how they really like to play it out whenever they can. And I remember like uh, my parents like really talking about it and like saying like, man, this is like a scourge and everything. And I believe that they, that because of this, uh, they were able to successfully uh, recall Chisa, uh, Chesa Boudin in San Francisco because of that. Uh-huh. They did do that. Yo, <laughs> I'm, I just want to say, first of all, I'm fucking screaming. Yo, Andrew, this nigga Andrew came out and said, hey, I see y'all having this black ass conversation about <laughs> beauty standards and the black woman experience and that's real important at all, but I am a white man and I can't relate to fuck all that. Right. <laughs> he, said, he said earlier, back when he was talking about some shit I cared about. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, that's the funniest shit ever. That's fucking hilarious. I Listen, Andrew, that's so, that's so much. Yes, you're absolutely correct. I'm fucking weak, Andrew. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> hey, I, I, I consider that a check mark on my day that I made you laugh. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Okay, who's saying now? Before now, who's saying? All right, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suppress. <laughs> Let me. Okay, listen, I understand who's. I, I feel like who's saying is like I'm, I'm trying to let a, a wild animal out of gauge. This is like the warning. You, like, you, like, you, like you, I'm about to let a a, a Dracarys happy dragon out. <laughs> listen, all right, who's saying? All right, let's get into it. Okay, before I put you on it, who's saying now? Act right. So who's saying act like act like we can be boys who's saying don't come on here with no rah 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 who's saying because I'm gonna try to if you try if you start it I'm gonna immediately start trying to rush fast enough to remove you and I might click bad indefinitely <laughs> like, no who's saying come correct okay you know, this oh, thing, all right all right all right who's saying all right all right invite to speak let's go Is that what I want? This is what I mean. Baby, I was about to say. Yeah, no, it's three yeah, women on here. I'm fucking crying. I, I was I weak. I got it. Oprah, Tyra, and Gail King. We know. That's Oprah. Um, oh, 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 my God. <laughs> oh, okay, Hussein. Bitch. Hussein, okay. Beauty standards. That conversation was interesting to me. That I've never heard it um, told it the way you all told it. So what's the difference between a black girl, a mixed girl, and a just a light skinned girl because I thought all of them uh, I'll tell you the same. Please, okay, okay. This is so, news. That I'll was t- news to me. A black girl, a mixed girl, and a light girl. All right. Yeah. What are what's um, the difference? 
okay, a light skinned girl can be can be mixed, but it doesn't like uh like a mix. You know what I mean? She can be mixed, but she doesn't have to be a a, a black woman. Can be fully black and just happen to be mm-hmm. like. So um, and a biracial woman is you know they mix they mix with someone else. They're still black. I mean, depending on how whether or not you invest in the one drop rule, how much it is, how they live your life, right. whether or not that's a whole different co- another conversation as to whether or not you just call them black or biracial. Oh, but that, uh, that's what it is. And what's the mix is mixed with some other race, like whether other you're race, Indian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because we just call all of them black from where I'm from. If you're mixed with anything, we call you a black girl. Hey, are you dating the black girl? We don't say mixed hmm. or because <laughs> I've never heard of mixed. Non, non-black people black. live. We know we know y'all live by the one drop rule. That's what you're referring to. <laughs> like uh, we, we 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 didn't know that I'm saying. We didn't know how y'all gave it up about the one drop rule. Like, yes. Oh, and by the way, Rebecca, I did want to give you pointers on your Persian boss. If you call them if they say something offensive about black people, you can call them Arab because that's just as offensive to not, them. Not not who's saying like who says yeah, that please dish out slurs. No, 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 no. I and and, and, and you're right. I was going, I was going I was going toe to toe for her. I was like, "So, are you a terrorist?" And we was going toe to toe in that room. If if a Persian, so, if they say I'm Persian, no, I'm not really an Arab. I just look Arabic. I'm Persian or I'm Armenian. You say, "Hey, are you also a terrorist?" An Arab terrorist? They don't like that. I I I could say that to them because yeah, 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 I, 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 I don't know. Not, 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 oh, oh, oh they don't like being called a terrorist. An Arab oh, no. terrorist who says, "Fucker, he's not, yeah, he's not a guest." She was not a terrorist, but it was almost as if I can hear her calling me um, the ER, right? Hard ER. The hard ER. And I was like, you know, I wasn't feeling that. So I was like, what if I said it to you? Because that's how people view you. When you go into a store, if you were to wear traditional garb or whatever the case may be, um, people will literally attack you. How you look, your hair, you look like um, what they believe, especially in America, how they perceive terrorists to look. So if I would just do that to you, just off of putting it on mute and just watching you, it would be the same thing. Now I don't, I don't like doing that because I know how it feels. But I had to go toe to toe with her. Now it's, it's definitely. I will say for everybody to know, it's racist as fuck. It's racist. <laughs> it, it is. And is. And is. <laughs> and is. Me and you like this hair. Just had to make sure you niggas made it to the right conclusion. <laughs> like it's racist. It racist as fuck. I would call it prejudice. Like I don't get offended when people call me black. I'm like, yes, I am. Well, who's saying? But we who's black. saying? And then, now like, who's what saying? What schools did you all go to where you were? Did told? you not hear what we said? <laughs> where are you guys from? Are you like New Yorkers? So okay, I was in. I'm from like Florida. Okay, let me oh, ask Florida. you right quick. Okay, oh, a lot of me is just mixed. I was, I was who mixed who? Me, I'm black and more black. People would consider her, but people would consider a lighter person who was mixed with both um, mixed. But I, so she's light um, skin in this in this definition of the three. Who's light skin? Ole, Ole would be light skin. No, I would never. I feel like you missed, missed the key. While I am not. Now you turn the lead. Like you turn in the corner, and we. No, let me let me just explain it to it to you. Um, Rihanna is light skin. Um, no, Zoe Kravitz is is mixed, but like, oh, is she mixed? Well, she has two black parents. 
Oh, she's light skin. Okay, uh-huh. she just acts like that. I'm sorry. That was my fault. That was my fault. That was that was. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> Y'all know she gives it up. Chill out with you. Anyways, Zendaya is mixed and light skin. You know what I mean. Anyhow, um, no, I am born and raised in the Bahamas. My parents, my daddy's Nigerian, my mommy's Bahamian. But I moved to America. I lived in Florida. Then I went to boarding school in West Virginia. Then I went to college in Ohio, and then I went to law school in New York, and I live in New York. Interesting. Very yes. interesting. Yeah, I yes. can see where you might run into racism with all those. Uh, I, you, you can see my my run into yeah. it. Don't fucking cause me to scream. Run into it. This nigga said, "Where you might run into racism, nigga? Run into it." Who's saying? Where you live? Who's saying? Where you from? I'm from Kentucky. Everything is black or white. Okay, so my best. No, I know you fall. I go to Kentucky three times a year. It's my little sister lived in Kentucky for six years. Where Kentucky racist. racist. Like, what are you talking about? The wrong places. Nigga, the wrong places. No, Louisville, Kentucky is racist. I never go to the wrong places. Never. He said, he oh, never only racist go to the racist places. What kind of black are you? Look, I got to ask you a question. What kind of black are you? Because Twitter. Who's saying he's not black? I'm black. I'm from Kenya. I, was, I, don't, I won't I accept it. Who's saying? I'm sorry. Who's <laughs> saying? I'm sorry. Like, I. I, I hate I hate to do this because it's wrong to gatekeep us gatekeep us black men. And normally I would Olay, behave like this. Olay, you don't get to revoke my black you said he's not black. Don't think I'm black. I'm I'm black. I'm. Olay black. said you're not. No, like I'm a, now now <laughs> I'm not saying you're. He not. never ran into racism, so I'm not sure. You said not sure. first of all, you live in Kentucky. Yeah, not true. Hold on, hold on, y'all stop because I'm gonna start crying. Hold on, first of all. <laughs> He's talking about he's black and from Kenya. Talking about you see where made fun of me for being black. I was the shit. Like everyone was like, "Oh, the only black guy in the school." Okay, President Obama. I know you're saying. I know you're I know you're elk. I know you're elk. I know you're kind. I I went to school with y'all. I know exactly. We don't have to. We don't have time to unpack all of that. Oh my god, I'm so fucking weak. Yo, the funniest thing I'm gonna be quoting for the rest of my days is like I can see where you might run into racism. He said a few things. He, he said he is from Kenya and he said he lives in Kentucky. Baby, I don't understand why are you trying to why are you why are you pushing back? <laughs> We trying to tell you something that you said you can't get. Never experienced it. Who's saying no? No, I know. We no. Who's saying you're in denial? Who's saying don't be? Who's saying don't be upset? I'll call you a wet back if you're Mexican, and I'll call you a sand sand negro if you're like Indian. Why are we listening? We can't love you. What's happening? Why so many slurs? Oh. Good night. Who's saying I, I love you? I love you, Hussein. We have to call him. Oh no, that's hold on. Oh fuck, what have I done? Oh Lord, remove. Hold on, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Whew. Hold on, Paul. Don't speak yet. I need. I need time to decompress. <laughs> I got crazy. Right, that went a little bit left. Um, Girl, it went all the way left. It turned the corner, baby. Oh, I'm fucking right. You know what? Listen, I'm gonna say this though. I actually love Hussein. I like Hussein. All the, all jokes aside, Hussein is is quickly becoming one of my favorite. He's the drama. He's like, the drama that we need. He's all the drama. 
who's like who's saying is Daphne that am I the drama? No, I'm not <laughs> the drama. It's me, I'm the drama. <laughs> all right, Paul, you can speak now. Let me all right. Okay. Hey, I, I just Hi, uh, wanted to uh mention first that because of that previous uh conversation, <laughs> uh Callie Purple now has cancer, apparently. So who? <laughs> one oh. of the I guess one of the commenters, <laughs> Callie. Callie. Callie said he has cancer oh. in the conversation, child. I don't know. Oh, I'm fucking crying. Oh, yes. I thought you were telling me somebody had cancer for real. I was like, why Why would you do that no. to me? Why would you bring down my eye? It got crazy. It got crazy. Yes. He's uh, saying they, they die. Hussein's honestly hilarious at this point. Yeah. Like, he's he's very much so jokes. Yeah. Like, I appreciate him not hating me. That's funny, because he would definitely hate me if he knew me in real life, like, in school. <laughs> like, he couldn't even me. Right, but if yeah. we had time to unpack what he has going on, he would definitely not enjoy me, that. Me, so we don't have time to unpack this. <laughs> um, Paul, but yeah, what did you have to say, Paul? Um, I guess I had a question, mm-hmm. um, which is probably a dumb question, but um, when I guess, uh, well, the, the conversation was really interesting. Um, when Rebecca, when you were talking about um, kind of growing up and everything that was going on with that, um, and that you've changed obviously a lot since then, um, for how you feel about you know the uh, the way things things that you were told, and then how you are now. I mean, I know those things continue because we live in a world that doesn't really like blackness. But how do you how do you deal with that? Now, I mean, obviously you you don't internalize things that you did as a kid, but I mean, is it stuff, is it something where you don't really think about it that much anymore because you know who you are or Mm. I don't know if that question makes sense, but it it makes sense. So let me say, let let me say this. Um, Growing up, my mom always told me who I was. My dad always told me who I was, you know, both of them being immigrants straight from Haiti, mama coming here, like not speaking no English, majority of people in my family, not speaking any English. Um, Haitian Creole was my first language. Um, I was told by even black American, um, how treacherous and, um, undeserving um we didn't like we weren't the best looking our food smells our clothes all kinds of stuff it was a whole thing white people did not like us they would be like go back to your country that that's just what it was growing up i didn't like how people spoke to my mama we fought in the street every single day for being haitian so and then being dark-skinned so like you know i will honestly say when i got to high school i had a teacher who um used to tell me all the time you know how great I was and how, you know, and I wouldn't see it that way, but it wasn't until, and I always credit my university for this. People always say people who went to FAMU are so extra, but when I went over to FAMU, if anybody doesn't know, it's an HBCU historical black college university. Um, and it's Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida, right across the train tracks from FSU. Um, but I, when I went there, I, blackness was so celebrated that I had no choice but to love who I was. And it was then that I realized I can see myself in spaces, um, especially with 
um, in journalism and just being able to be in in that space next to other people, um, walking the campus, just being great. They they made sure you knew every single day on that campus that your blackness was to be celebrated, um, never negated, never um, treated as if it was inferior. And that's what helped me grow. When I graduated from that school, I went and did grad school and I made sure everybody knew how black I was and how Haitian I was. Um, I spoke Creole very proudly. I still do to right now. Back when I was younger, I was because it was my first language. They put me in Esau, even though I spoke English. It was a lot of things that they tried to make me feel like my blackness was just not it. But in, in right now, I'm going to let y'all know, every every place that I go, like Olay, um, I'm on these platforms where it's predominantly white, um, or I'm working for people. When I was, when I first got into political journalism, I was working for people in predominantly white um, atmospheres or spaces, and uh, they would always call out my blackness. And I would be like, like, you know, I can I touch your hair kind of stuff? Or can I, or why do you do this? Or why do you do that? And I would have to get everybody together. And I let them know that blackness, how beautiful it is, but stop looking at it as if it's some kind of weird, um, uh, it, it's like to them, it was just looking at an alien. And I'm like, I'm just like yeah. you the show let's get the show going so i learned to love me first and that's and that was i will give the credit to famu my mama did the best she could love her mean it um you know and my dad did the best he could love him mean it but it wasn't until i got to that university where i realized yo you black really really function in that space like you this is for you like nobody else has to tell you you got to be x y and z you're black and you're just as good as everybody else so i walk in that opportunities are limited um i gotta do a little bit more but when the door is open and when i'm at the table or even when i'm not at the table i'm still doing what i need to do i'm still shining i'm still making sure and for other people they'll say in these spaces all the time in the comment section they'll say she's doing too much and i could be just moving my hands and they'll say she's doing too much or um, even other black people because um, we're conditioned to think a certain kind of way. Uh, black people will come at me and say, oh, she's not dressed appropriately. As a black woman in the space, you should be dressed as X, Y, and Z. Meanwhile, my white counterpart on the same platform has on a t-shirt that has no sleeves. Tattoos are showing like nobody's business. And just because my nails are in a certain shape and they're very long and I speak with my hands, everything that I'm saying isn't as important, but I've chosen to take the, um, not the Michelle Obama route, I would say. I go to hell, I do. Um, <laughs> I just learned not to give a fuck. Um, and I love me for who I am. I know that I'm qualified. And I think that's where that's where it starts, when you just really love you for who you are and you just keep it pushing. And I'm black Aww. as fuck. I'm Haitian, which is literally the standard. Like, I don't like slavery. We rebel against anything that has to do with colonialism. Um, We don't like colonizers. We don't like nobody in our face. It's like, no, I don't play that. So, yeah. Um, Somebody asked in the comments what would be tell our 15-year-old selves. You start with Okay. Start with me? Yeah. Um, I would, and then, and then after this, by the way, we're going to blue face and Krishan. Um, I feel like I would tell my 15 year old self, like, 
first of all, it's an honor to be a black woman and it's a privilege to be you. It's a privilege to be Nia. Like, you know, as much as you may hear um, XYZ from XYZ person, you are beautiful, you are brilliant, you have all the talent and potential in the world and don't let anyone hold you back. That's what I would tell myself. Be black and be 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 really purposeful about your blackness. Excellent. Rebecca. I love that. Um, girl, you got it. Okay. Your hair is beautiful. Your nails, how you rock them are beautiful. Your style is beautiful. Your skin is everything. How you speak is everything. You are bilingual and you should you should definitely be honored that you can speak another language um, and you are educated regardless of what the world thinks. Like your blackness does not prevent you um, from, it shouldn't prevent you from stepping in these spaces. You get to shine. You do not have to lower yourself down. You don't have to straighten your hair. You don't have to wear your nails as stubs in one dumbass color um, to be accepted. (laughs) You, You got it. You're, you are educated. You went to an HBCU and that, that, that school is not less than because it's, it's an HBCU. Blackness should be celebrated in every arena. And baby girl, you just, you're the standard. That's just what it is. And is. <clears throat> I would. 15 year old me was incredibly depressed. Um, depressed. Um, I would tell 15 year old me, that she's right. Actually, she's right. Everything that you, everybody that you think has you fucked up has you all the way fucked up. You're actually very much so correct. Everybody, all your feelings that you're feeling are incredibly valid. The ways in which you feel like you are being mistreated and you don't deserve this. And that's true. And you don't, you don't deserve it. And you will never be deserving of that. But that you are, you're right. Everything that you want for yourself, what your vision is for the world that is going to be what you are able to do and you are going to and you choose your own narrative like all these things that people want to make you in the world and everybody around you wants to make you believe about yourself is not true and you will they will not be able to make you sit in that and like dwell on that or for that to become your story you have a lot of control of your own narrative so i think that's what i would tell you you're gonna end up being very very happy and confident in your choices so so speaking of that, perfect pivot to not confident and happy in their choices. What the fuck? Wait, but I really feel like not. before we talk about Krishan, like I feel like this conversation just quickly, we should just talk about um, Gerard Carmichael. Like, let's just wrap up that. And then, oh. because this, this is like very on brand, like with his mom. Yes. Okay. Tell us, Nia. Take it away. Um, okay, so basically all this controversy with Jamar, uh, Gerard Carmichael and his um, hosting of the Golden Globes, but mm. I just wanted to take a moment to say how much I loved his opening monologue. Like, I just feel like as Black people, we wrestle so much with, like, you know, is my choice going to be an affront to my Blackness? And he really, he really called the Golden Globes out for being historically a racist um, award show. He called the um, Hollywood Foreign Press out for being a racist organization, and he said, "I'm taking y'all's five hundred thousand dollars, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it all out." A thoroughbred gangster, a gangster who said the check is clear, nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> I already said it. I already, I already, I already the meeting the with the um, Hollywood Foreign Press. 
president. Like, I loved that. Like, three times they asked him, oh, can you please meet with her so we could tell you how much change we've been making in our organization. He said, well, I took this money thinking y'all didn't change a bit. So Right. No, listen. I I loved it. I don't think anything's wrong with it. We see a lot of white comedians or white hosts um, uh, go go to the dark places, okay, when they're hosting. Yeah. So I don't see anything that was wrong with it. Yes, some things may have been, um, some things did, like like Olay said from the first time, like when we heard Cheryl Re- Ralph, we're like, girl, now come on. And, and some of the jokes I was like, now, sir. But then I'm like, you guys would have said nothing if this was like, Oh boy, what's his name? Seth or whoever or whoever hosting the, these shows. Um, you guys would have said nothing. It would it would have been great, but because yeah. it was him, they made it very problematic. And at the end of the day, like you know, people people love to like convince you that you need to like dwell on and scrutinize your choices to death, especially as a black person. They always try to convince you that the world, like the way the world takes takes you living in your truth is going to be like such a consequence that it'll it'll cripple you and it's just like who do you know that be out here like regretting the times it was a real nigga right like yeah. honestly like and making five hundred thousand dollars being a real nigga like come I'm, on listen to me i've stood i can't tell you how many times in life i've stood 10 toes down about some shit like in a room where it's only me to like my detriment and i can't think of one time i ever felt like i would go back in time and not do that shit like not ever, not ever. Like I don't. I'm like that's not. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna spend your old days like when you come to the end of your life. You're not gonna lay down and think about the times you stood on principle like as a regret. That's what right. we're so like me when I let some shit slide that I really should have. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all me. No, y'all better than me. My anxiety is fucking crazy. I'd I be like, why did I do that on October third in nineteen ninety eight? Like that. I, I cringe. I, I need help. That's why I'm I I think media has started to make me feel like I realized like you know the way views and stuff work and like it happens outside you was in the houses like the way I realized like how much that there there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I have no fucking idea that consume me all the time in their homes and have conversations and stuff that I know nothing yeah. about and I'm not privy to and all of that so then I just start like it all just becomes make believe after a while I'm like yeah bro you said it to four thousand like if you've been heard by a million people being heard by four thousand people doing some shit it's like whatever fuck it <laughs> like I didn't have a I didn't have a strong showing that day like you know like that clear like you know i just think at the end of the day me and me and me and i think me is me has taught this to me in life and we were actually talking about this a couple of days ago because we're turning 30 this year which is a is a big deal the babies and, you guys are babies <laughs> thank, thank you for that we we are happily we will happily accept that <laughs> and i was like you know i will say uh, an unexpected thing i feel positive about is i actually really appreciate having so much distance from like my like me my younger selves like they genuinely yeah. are like a different person like me and he always say neil joke if someone brings up something you did when you was 22 if i'm like why are you in that young girl should not be in that young girl's business exactly like yesterday like <laughs> yeah who i was yesterday why are we in her business i'm not like, right look, look genuinely I'm not who is that girl no gen- <laughs> genuinely they're per- like the the versions of me that have existed before are so unrelated. Like, bro, that gal is a whole different gal. Like, I, I can't be sitting down worry about and reflecting on the choices of a gal that doesn't exist anymore. I didn't make the choices. Present me right. they didn't do that. So I'm like, and I feel that way now about shit I did five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago. You think I'm no, gonna be at my yesterday. own fucking age? Yeah, exactly. And I don't have that. I feel like when you when you get older. 
like life is about perspective and different perspectives and people don't take that into consideration like if you even think about stuff like tattoos people be like oh my god you're gonna regret that or how you gonna look at your and it's just like bro have you ever thought like so like who gives a who gives a right. fuck like like you ever thought about the nice things and like remembering the things you did when you could and like youth and that's just fun like i feel differently about things like yeah. i have tattoos i got my first tattoo when i was 15 like are my tattoos when i got when i was 15 would i probably have chosen that tattoo today no but i love them. i don't even think about them they're just a part of like my life journey and experiences yeah. who gives a shit like i i like laugh about me and me laugh about how many tattoos i got during the pandemic because it was fucking locked down and the only thing open was the plant store and the tattoo store so i have mad tattoos and i'm like I think that's hilarious when I think of when I'm old, when I'm older and my daughter asks me why I have these tattoos in my hand and I say I was bored and I thought it would look wavy. I think that's so hilarious. You have a daughter? Did you just put your, did, what if you have a little boy? Like you over here, like I'm my daughter. Girl, what if you have two Well, if he asks me that, that'll be funny too. I'll still catch my, I'll still get my <laughs> jokes off. Like. No, no, no. But I, I know though. You said something very important though. I feel that like when I turn 30, girl, everything before that, um, and yes, I, my anxiety does get, get the best of me, um, but I've learned to control that. But girl, yes, everything when I turned 30 in the pandemic 2020, like I felt like, damn, I, bitch, I ain't everything I did before this is this is this is new vagina. OK, this I'm is crying. I don't know Not anybody. Else. I don't know. Any, I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm hollering. She said, no. I'm a born again virgin. Girl, Girl, this is talk to me about anything that happened. I don't know you. No, in. honestly. No, Do that's not I, know you. First of all, men that I've dated in my younger 20s, like, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a blocking extraordinaire. I'm not one of them women, like, I don't just, I don't just have you lingering in my life. Like, no. The minute my spirit even feel like, I, I don't know you anymore. I would block you in the middle of a date you don't know. Absolutely. Never, I'm good for it. Like, there are mad men in this world who think I was a figment of their imagination. Like, I'm telling you, I'm a real manic pixie dream girl. I will be in and out your life fast as fuck. <laughs> like, I'm good for it. Very, very good for it. So that being said, them niggas can't say nothing to me present day they don't know me they wouldn't even be able to get in touch with me like they like they couldn't even be in a world i could i could effectively gaslight a significant amount of men like if i ran into them in real life i'd be like hmm? me it's me you went out who with? is that i'd be like no i don't think so actually you i'd start talking about shit like i'd be like you know i actually have three sisters and like one of them be here she looks like me like maybe that's what it happened because i'm not sure so i'd be right in his face was playing crazy like because what you don't know me bro hey. not at my big age like <laughs> And yeah, you I, Facebook is disrespectful. They'll be like, Hey, um, you remember this day, bitch? No, delete. I don't know why I deleted that. I deleted my Facebook. See, deactivated. you deleted the whole app. I deactivated. I've been there. I deactivated my Facebook like a year or two ago. Girl, I need to see. Sometimes I need to be. I just the stupid shit that I used to write is crazy. It's crazy. I'm oh, bro, the shit that I thought that I used to think when I was. Oh my god, that's why we didn't. We didn't have emojis, bro. I was like doing like shift heart, like stupid shit. Oh my god, I thought a whole bunch of stupid. And shit. why did we think that we really should be posting it on Facebook? Like I overshared. Yeah. I overshared. Okay. Like, you know, I have so you many know, posts like, well, I'm doing my homework, text me. Like, why? Technically speaking, why? I don't know if Walking I can... down the quad and I know the niggas is looking. Rebecca, <laughs> I'm not done. I know the niggas is looking. First of all, I'm crying. I don't know if I'm in a position to say that I overshared then when now I, like, run my mouth professionally. Like, I make videos. Oh, yeah. Olay be out here. Olay is an open book. I mean, I'm open. Crying. Like, open. 
Listen, the, the funny thing is, right, like, I'm not, like, I am and I'm not, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah, I feel the benefit to being a loud mouth person, to being extroverted, is people always feel like they're getting to know you without you saying much. Like, you know what I mean? It's just saying like, exactly what you, what you want to let in. I, like, yeah, you give them, you know, the info. I'm like, don't nobody know shit about me. They, they can't name yeah. one nigga they could associate me with. Not a one. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I, I talk a lot, but you really don't know the fuck about me. Baby. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm doing. You know Raheem, and that's it. Raheem, <laughs> listen, Mike. Did t- did, oh, Nia, did I tell you last night the people on Twitter was mad at me? The white people got all upset at me because they don't manage to cook for Raheem. Yeah, um, they, fresh they, food, they right? Really I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, there was that. Like, they don't no, know what the price this, of groceries are. Like, come on. Yo, this motherfucker said, they said, yo, you're not who I thought you were. And then no, Paul like, I thought it was a joke. Oh, no, they were dead ass, bro. I was like, this is so, this is powerful. This is incredibly powerful. But yes, Blueface and Krishan. Who's the, is that Quentin and Iggy? Yeah, he's, he's in the hallway having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Not you picking him out because you working. Honestly, he's like, this is my bad time. What is going on? <laughs> I'm crying. Um, okay, Blueface and Krishan. Rebecca, I feel I feel like I feel like you should start. Oh my god. Blueface and Krishan. Um very toxic. Let's start there. I, I will say that I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it quick. Um the most recent video that's gone viral um with their what what's that little platform that everybody all the black Zeus. Um, what is it? Zeus, yeah. Um yeah, Zeus. Zeus has their show on there. Um it's supposed to be like a couple's show about Krishan and um Blueface and it looks like in one of these scenes she hit him with a Hennessy bottle across the head. And it, yep. and in there she also tries to tend to the wound that she caused from hitting him across the head with the um, Hennessy bottle. Um, and she's taking out and it's an open wound. Um she's uh, put has a piece of paper in her hand napkin and she's taking out the shards of glass that landed in his scalp uh open wounds um and she's taking out and she's just saying i'm just trying to take it out it's so much in there and he's he's like laying there and just kind of looking uh oof i just couldn't i couldn't i couldn't understand it but the people who praise this or allow this to go on and who are monetizing, capitalizing off of this toxicity, this dangerous rhetoric that they're putting on there, this dangerous storyline. Um, I think that's the most problematic. I think it shouldn't even be televised. I think they need to get help because this is not a relationship. A lot of the comments um, where people, you know, on Instagram is where it's really trifling because it's very mixed. The people on there were pissing me off. They were saying like, um, they really love each other. They really love each other. And I'm like, this is, somebody's gonna die because we are promoting violence. We're promoting domestic violence. We're promoting toxicity. Um, and I don't give a, here is, and you talked about this Ole on Twitter. I don't give a damn who did the abuse. Abuse is abuse is abuse is abuse. I don't give a damn if the person who did abuse, who you guys are saying might be more weak, is the woman, and that there may be a reason why she did what she did, or whatever the case may be. Abuse is abuse. That man was looking like he was about to fall out from getting hit on the side of the head with a Hennessy bottle. I don't like it. I don't think it should be televised. I think it should be off air, and they need help. There's so much there's so much to unpack. Like, there's so much to unpack. Let me start with this. The first thing I want to start with that I'm confused about. Because I feel like, because I'm old now, I'm, I'm too old. You're to not have, old. No, no, I'm, I'm Older. too old. Uh, Tata, I'm way too old to have been in on the front end of Blueface and Krishan 
drama. <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. Blueface put out Blueface put out has is a one hit wonder, but Thoughtiana barely considered Thoughtiana has no replay value. That song is he is never there's no reason why somebody who put out one song that has no replay value years ago dominates dominates like the black gossip blog sites like traffic of it, it makes no sense like i can't understand what's going on so that's the first thing second of all all right obviously i'm assuming the what i've like seen to have gleaned is that like he met her they they met on his like i don't know did he have a show was it a competition when he had all the bitches in the house i don't know i really don't understand like where he got away he found her but it seems like whenever they post these clips or or videos or pictures of her from before she met him it is like night and day like you would think she acts like and no she genuinely acts like the tethered in us you know like you remember y'all and us and jordan peele's us the tethered underneath the fucking carnival I'm she act like the tethered and the <laughs> yeah, i'm so fucking serious i'm so i'm so fucking dead ass she, honestly and i'm just like what, what like she clear hear me and like and I need to I need to I need to be so very clear about the emphasis I cannot emphasize it enough is on fucking drugs like the hardest a hard drug like why is no one acknowledged like how she talk what happened this girl why can't she speak no more like she's on it's like she being I don't understand like I feel like I'm watching an experiment like what is going on she's literally she has no tooth in her mouth she's talking she's she looked like she's just come from war every second. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, no, and I'm, I'm being, I'm like, I don't know. Stop laughing. This is so serious. No, but it's so true. Like, I think I'm she, you know, no, I don't be so laughing, but you don't laugh. I'm like, I'm saying, but I, like, like, before she got together with Blueface, she, I saw her, she was on like, um, like one of those reality shows competing for like some yeah. sort of cash prize so she could finish her college education. Wow. Yeah. She had all these goals and wow. dreams. I know she was like a D1 athlete. Yeah, um, she was a track star. Yeah, she was brilliant. And then she got on, on TV, which she lost was her, her goal the whole time and she lost her way completely. And, and her now tooth. you see her and her tooth. And then she had the fake tooth, but she said blue face didn't like it. She put a sticker on that was really too much for me. But wait, like, hold on, hold on, wait a second. Excuse me, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's not slide by stop because <laughs> no, no, no. That was very important new information for me. What what y'all hold on, hold on. What I'm to understand is he prefers her without a tooth there. Yes. Oh, and she she got a tooth. She unscrewed it on social media and took yeah. that baby out. Wait. Huh? Yeah. yeah, she has she has a false tooth there, you know, the implant. And she unscrewed it because Blueface didn't like it. And sometimes she puts it in for, I guess, special occasions. But now it has a sticker of Blueface on it. So I guess he gets to decide when she wears her tooth and, and when she, she doesn't wear her tooth. While being on um, his show, fight, I think fighting mm -hmm. one of the girls in the house? I'm not yeah. sure. But yeah, she lost the tooth yeah. while being on his um his uh relationship game show or whatever. I mean, I'm okay. Y'all can't see my face because y'all on the side. I'm absolutely. I feel, I feel the energy. Okay. That's why I said go. Girl, I, just I, just talk about it. Um, I'm oh lord, I, I grow weary. I know, I know. Yo, man. can we just talk about? And I say this, and I want to acknowledge that for all it appears, 
from all that I can see, like, on one hand, I'm like, obviously this man is in some way abusive to her too or something because she wasn't like, there's something that's holding on drugs or this whole environment, I don't know. But also, she's clearly that man. I mean, this nigga is begging to be free. Like, he is depressed. He's depressed. Look begging at to be free? Because every time that they're apart, he finds, he gets her to come back. There is, somebody did say in the comment section, there's a codependency. It's a very toxic, dangerous um, codependency. And I don't, I think I, for both of them, like, they're using I, this relationship to further their careers. But what, I, maybe it. they don't realize how much it's killing them. Like, we're watching their decline and their deterioration, deterioration like, day by day. Like, every time yeah. we see them, again, they look worse than the last time we yeah. saw them. Yes. And it's just very unfortunate that, like, I mean, no one in their life is getting them help. No Everyone one? in their life is participating in this sideshow that they're engaged in. No one can convince me that any man who tells you to unscrew the truth out your mouth because <laughs> <laughs> he, he prefers you to look like a fucking cracker. Why are you making me laugh, bro? I'm not doing it. Any man, yo, if a man tells you, hey, sweetie, I would prefer if you unscrewed the tooth in your mouth because I think crackhead is your best look. They literally just, they, uh, they have uh, sex uh, on live. Uh, they have, they did, they did that nigga hates her. They did a porn on live on, on IG live. You said a porn? Hold on, they, my cast. They oh my God. literally had sex on IG live. Stop playing. I have so much stress. Like, I no, no. Sex. My edges are gone. They, they, <laughs> they, they had sex on IG live and I didn't see it, but I know that it was, it was, it was a trending topic and everybody was discussing, discussing the, um, all the details and uh, even Shade Room posted. They didn't post, you know, of course, they're not going to post the video because they, they like 1% saved. So they were discussing that as well. And I just could, I could not for the life of me believe it. And then, you know, you hear, I think literally days later or somewhere around that, that story, um, Blueface punching the father. And like you said, Nia, they're doing this, I believe, um, because it gets them a check. The yeah. father is coming onto the show on on this. In that video, though, they're being network. the father and family is being wild. The whole thing is real wild. His whole, shit was le- his whole shit was leaking. His he whole acts shit like a pit bull. My my girl was like the way she was squared up. I was like, this is crazy. No, it, it's very toxic, and she will. Way um, she be physically fighting that nigga too is crazy. And at yeah. first, it was it was him who was denying her and um, saying, "You just a um, at I mean, like his song, Athadiana." Like he was like saying, "Like you ain't even really like I got mad girls. Like I got a whole house full of girls, whatever." And then when it became a whole thing, everybody was like, you know, Chrissy, Christian, Krishan, and um, Blueface. Then they started to capitalize off of it. I didn't like how other platforms, um, podcast platforms were bringing her on. One recently where she was talking about, you know, God is my life. And everybody was like, that's right. And this is my problem with the podcast. You bring a bitch on here who clearly needs help. And then you, and she says two, three lines about the Lord. And everybody's like, she's a good person. I'm not saying she's a bad person. No, but, but I'm saying, like, but she oh, needs help. She really she needs help. Yeah. She needs help. Nobody discussed that she needs help on the the podcast. It should have literally been a conversation. Hey, baby, you need I, help. 
I every time anyone that. sees her, it should be an intervention. Every single time. Like, oh, girl, you really that. don't look well. Like, yes. we really need to get you some help. You really should get out of this relationship. And everyone should be saying the same things to Blueface. Like, they are literally beating the shit out of each other on a regular basis for oh, entertainment purposes. Television. Yeah, like, for entertainment. And it's not WWE where we know the shit is fake. They are beating the shit out of each other all the time for he had a gash no. in his head and she was she had a paper towel in her hand and she was taking the shards of glass from the wound come on and that nigga looked so depressed he looked so crazy depressed he like he was about to literally faint he needed to go to a hospital no it it, it is it is absolutely uncertain and you know it's unfortunate I was thinking about this because I watched an interview on YouTube with Jess, someone talking to Jess Hilarious about it because they're both from Baltimore and they were talking to Jess about, you know, it's like, Jess, somebody come from the same place as her, blah, blah, blah. How come, you know, you don't feel obligation to, like, you know, intervene or do something or talk to her since you know where, blah, blah, blah. And Jess was like, Jess was like, you know what you need to understand about them them girls? Like, she's like, they raised to this, to want to be a ride or die and all of this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this is what she want. Like, she living out, she young, she not gone. She not gonna hear it. That's what she wanna do. She not gonna hear it until she wants to. And I was like, a part of me was thinking, like, okay, I hear that, but a part of me is also like, how much is like how much is it we don't take we don't assume enough of a responsibility to help people? You know, we'll say like when we see these things really collapse, we'll we'll say things like when people see Delonte West and all this online, they'll be like, mm. Oh, people need to help. There's people in his life. But then when we actually are witnessing things in the moments when we need to help, then everybody will be like, Oh, they gotta want help. They gotta this. Yeah. And it's like that is that true? Is it always true? I'm like, she's she's twin like why you was a grown we grown, right? Like we was just saying, like yeah. my twenty my two year old self is even though she was she thought she was grown, she not grown. She's not who I whatever I know life to be now. Why? Why do we take the attitude of there's nothing we did that we're some unhelpable, unreachable people? You don't think you you think this twenty? I don't know how old she is. She can't be more than twenty four. I feel like you don't feel like this young girl. Like there's nothing we could do to make her understand. She's there's nothing that could be done. Like it's just completely just ah. She needs. She needs to be um, encompassed with some some love, but some real like hard love where people are telling her what's going on. And then at the end of the day, if you make your choice at that point, whatever. But I don't hear when she's going onto these platforms, anybody calling her out. Outside of these platforms, people are saying, you know, she needs help. As the particular um, podcast that I seen, and I was like, this is fucking foolery. Like the question that you guys are asking, you guys know are going to go viral. And then you wait to ask her about the Lord and you let her get off these talking points. And it's like good clips. And then it's like, hey, I would like to see you guys suggesting that she needs help. Um, I would like to, you guys, to see you guys holding her accountable and letting her know that her situation, um, even if it worked, because people are comparing it to Bobby and Whitney. I would like you guys to say that even the Bobby and Whitney story that we've seen um, growing up was toxic. And right now you guys are physically abusive. You guys are problematic. You, he's beating up on your family members. You, Your mental health is clearly on a decline. Um, you know, somebody could possibly die from how you guys are acting with each other. Right. And we need to find, we need to get you guys some help. Here's, here's, here's what I suggest for let's, let's find some help for you. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's saying that they're waiting for her to, they, I mean, they're waiting for her to come on the platforms, say a, 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 a literally the lowest bar, bitch, the lowest bar of a talking point, making that a viral clip. And then people say, Oh, she's not a bad person.
That's not the that's not the point of the situation. Right. Like we know team. it's fine. She doesn't have to be a bad person, but yeah. she needs help. Her and Blueface yeah. both need help. Like at the end of the day, they're battling addiction. They're both yeah. being abused. Like this is just a very unhealthy situation. And I feel like we're as a spectator, you know, we are all responsible for egging this on. Like, yes. you know, nobody is like boycotting the show and you know, saying like, oh, I really won't watch we'll this because we really on. shouldn't watch them kill each other on TV. Like, it's just, it's madness to me. Oh, no, sure. it absolutely is. And also, I want us to, like, stop. I really want us to stop normalizing, like, like, like women being violent towards men. Like, this idea that it, it isn't domestic violence or it's, it's funny. A it, it's a, it's a, it's something that is bugging the fuck out of me even with like 90 day fiance the fact that they will they will fire a man in a in a heartbeat off of whatever but angela dean could be on there beating on michael big white woman beating on this black man all the time and it's just like she's just on the show like because somehow it's not the massive violence they will bleep out yo if a man touches a woman they won't even show you that they won't even show it to you but they will let you watch a woman for Hannah's taking shards of glass out of a man's head you see what i'm saying like they would never let it he cannot Hit her with a Hennessy bottle in the head and be picking up the shards of glass in the head or in a video. No, no, that's not. They tried to make us sympathize with that. Yeah. Right. They, they let her say, like, it wasn't her. Like, she was saying, oh, I didn't do it because if I did, I would have killed him. Like, sweetie, why would you say that? Like, why is that? Why is that something that you're proud of that you would kill your boyfriend if you hit him in the head with a bottle? We saw you do it. Like, right. What are you talking about? No, honestly, What's going I hate on here. The gaslighting of it all, and the same thing happened on um black uh what black ink when um Donna was beating on Alex, and when they broke the fourth screen because mm-hmm. of it, and she's in his face. My girl's in his face, and my man is talking about her, you know, attacking him and scratching him, and she's like showing him the scratch. He's showing her the scratch, and she's like, she's like, how can I scratch you? I don't even have nails, Alex. Be real. And literally, my girl has talons at the as she's saying this in his face. Like I'm like, yo, is <laughs> ma'am, it's one thing to beat this nigga. You got to gaslight him too. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's absurd, yeah. and I really have a problem with it. And like, it is, a, it's a serious thing. And as someone who's like known men that have been in abusive situations with women and stuff like that, like, it's a really degrading world where you feel like you can't even come forward because the world like will mock you. Like they won't even take it serious. Like you can't, like you can't be abused um, or something. So I just like, that is a problem for me. Like looking at that man's spirit look broken because a woman, bro, imagine, imagine a man for hidden, like, like we would, he would be charged with felony level charges. He flipping through a Hennessy bottle at our head. And and I oh, kept, yeah. bro, okay, like it's, it's people it's would upset. be taken to the streets. They want they would want Zeus to be shut down, and this is right. What I'm like why we should not be. This should yeah, but I'm sure we've seen be. him punch her in the face as well. Like I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, like, for the, sure. The show needs to be taken yeah. off the air. No, because... it should be off of air. And yeah. and this is not the first show that they have where they're showing um, abuse or domestic violence on these um, game shows or reality shows, Uh, but they're allowing it to go a step further than what they usually show. And I don't like it. And a lot of these platforms are actually um, capitalizing off of that now, but Zeus, I don't like, they, uh, it's always been trash, but now they are going for the, they're going for garbage. They 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 ain't giving us nothing. But the people people who are really watching it, I'm embarrassed, and I don't even want to say 
who the ones watching it. But it's a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> get screaming, Rebecca. Uh, okay. Um, we are getting ready to wind down soon. So if there anybody wants to, we'll take some questions before we wrap up tonight's episode. So if you want to call, this is the time to do it. Um, going, <laughs> going once. <laughs> Watch me saying pop up. Girl. I said I wasn't going to be here for a long time, but a good time. I know. Rebecca was like, yeah, I'm going to come up tonight. Rebecca's like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. She's here the whole time. Because <laughs> y'all got me in girl talk. I feel like I'm in, we had a, we literally in the middle of the house with some wine and just having a good old time. Listen, and that's, that's, that's what I want it to be. Very fun. Very <laughs> tea time. Y'all see it. Y'all see the vision. Okay. <laughs> If y'all want to have any questions, this was really, really wonderful. Thank y'all for tuning in to the second episode of Tea Time with Olay. I think next week I'm thinking about doing my episode with The Wire. And I might be able to get a, a, a cast member to come, come be my co-host. Because you got that pool. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, listen, maybe, you know. So, yeah. So, if I do that, stay tuned for that. I will let y'all know. <laughs> Thank y'all. Bye, everybody. Thank